Welcome back to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And many of you know that on December 10th, a powerful storm went through several states, including Kentucky, where a tornado flattened the town of Mayfield and destroyed many other towns and cities throughout the area. Our U.S. disaster response team deployed immediately. And if you want to know more about that, we covered it in a past episode. And even though it's it's been almost two months and the news cycles have stopped covering it, the people ha- are still suffering. And Samaritan's Purse is still on the ground working in many of these communities. I know that a lot of you have supported this work with your prayers and contributions, and I just want to say thank you. Um, and I'm also excited to tell you that there's going to be a special concert on February 20th to support the work of Samaritan's Purse. I recently sat down with the organizer and headliner for this concert. He is none other than Stephen Curtis Chapman. I was able to talk to him about why he wanted to go to his hometown of Paducah, Kentucky, why he wanted to encourage Kentucky and raise support for the work that is happening there through Samaritan's Purse. I, I think we all feel like we know Stephen Curtis Chapman. We know that he's won multiple Grammys, dozens of Dove Awards, and received so many other honors. We know the words of most of his songs by heart. Uh, But what I was struck by today is what I didn't know, just the, the dependence that he has on the Lord and how he really is anchored in God's Word for each and every day. In this interview, he opened up about his time of heaviness, the loss of his daughter, and other personal moments. And I think you'll be encouraged to hear his humble spirit and his dependence on the Lord. Thank you again for joining us, and and welcome to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. Uh, We are grateful to have you on the podcast today, um, but also grateful to partner with you for this benefit concert. So let's start there. You know, you are from Kentucky, so I know these tornadoes probably— really were personal to you because this is your hometown, especially being near Mayfield. So talk to me about why you had it on your heart to do a benefit concert and how you were able to put this together so quickly. Yeah. Well, I um, Mayfield in particular, uh, you know, I grew up in Paducah, born and raised there. My dad, um, who I say with all sincerity, taught me just about everything I know musically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my biggest influence really musically and faith. Um, just, you know, growing up, my mom and my dad, both just a uh, great, uh, people of faith. And, uh, we grew up there in Paducah, but my dad is an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my latest recording was a bluegrass record, Kentucky music, uh, that I grew up with. And I got my dad to come actually mm-hmm. be on the record with me and my brother grew up singing with my family at Olivet Baptist Church right there in Paducah is where we did our very first uh, music together. And But my dad had a dream of having a music store when he was a boy. And so mm-hmm. he made that dream a reality when I was probably, I was, I was only five, four or five years old when he started his music store in Mayfield, Kentucky. And so it was there that I grew up going to my dad's music store. My first job was working in my dad's music store, sweeping the floors and cleaning out the showcase, dusting off the guitars and, and whatnot. And, um, and, and so those memories of downtown, the square of Mayfield uh, is, wow. is really not there anymore after these tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of folks there still that I have a relationship with. My dad moved his music store to Paducah a few years uh, after, well, a few years ago, but 
Um, but I'm still very connected there. Of course, you know, Paducah really affected my, my wife and I spent a lot of time at the uh, land between the lakes area, which is Benton, Kentucky, close to Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, all the areas that were devastated two two bays over from where our little lake cabin is was completely uh, destroyed. I mean, it's gone. People are, you know, boats, docks and houses. They just everything is gone. So um, we have not been back there to our cabin since all of this happened, but um, I'm sure we'll see, continue to experience and see that as we get to spend some time there this summer. So anyway, all of that to say, I've just, my heart was very heavy for, you know, my, my, my family and and friends uh, and the folks there and just such a connection to that area. I mean, it's where I came to know uh, the Lord. Some of my, I remember Mayfield being this, the place where my dad uh, and we as a family walked into a concert uh, that was going on uh, a guy named David Wilkerson, who had the David Wilkerson Crusades back in the day, uh, wrote the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, and had a tremendous impact on a lot of folks uh, in the church back, particularly in the 70s. And we walked into one of his meetings, and a guy named Dallas Holm was his musician, and he sang a song called Rise Again. And for people my age who were exposed to Christian music, that was like a very big transformational song and Dallas had a great impact on me. So all of that goes back to Mayfield, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. very special place. So I immediately started thinking about what could I do to Mm -hmm. love on the folks there? What could I do to bring some encouragement? Um, And, and of course, music, you know, immediately I think, you know, music is a healer. Uh, God has used it so many times in my life. I've seen it, the the power of it. Um, It's a conduit. You know, I've always been one who believes very much that, that the gift of music, particularly that God gave me is, is not an end uh, in and of itself, but it's a means to an end. Um, God gives us, you know, these platforms, these opportunities, a microphone, a, a little bit of music talent, whatever. And those are all to be steward in a way that, you know, would bring his kingdom to come on earth. Uh, and so I thought immediately, well, let me use my music. Um, what would that be? Some people were talking about this idea, that idea. And I started to, you know, so many of these things, everybody, we, we have so many great ideas and there's so much going on and mm-hmm. the need is so great. Um, you, what I love about Samaritan's Purse is you guys were there, you know, on the ground immediately. I mean, and, and uh, within hours, I think same day. Um, and that is very much, you know, the story often, so often that I hear with Samaritan's Purse. It's why I love partnering with you all mm-hmm. every chance I get. And, and so it didn't surprise me to hear you guys were mm-hmm. there immediately. Uh, just be in the hands and feet of Jesus uh, to the folks there and, and so much integrity. So I, uh, I started, I had a little bit of a concern with the different ideas. I thought if I know how this goes so often, it's like, Hey, well, you know, let's talk about this, you know, in the next month and maybe mm-hmm. it's going to be a few months, going to be a while. And I've seen before where sometimes these things come and go and we all have a lot of great, you know, passion and ideas and, and heart. Um, when the need is immediately exposed, but uh, sometimes time goes by and then, gosh, the way our world is right now, there's going to be five more, mm-hmm. you know, awful things that we're going to need our attention happen in the next, you know, several months. So I just finally, I called my manager. I said, look, if we can find a mm-hmm. place that we can do this in Paducah, uh, I know the folks at Heartland Church. I grew up going to concerts. Uh, myself, some of the, again, some of the places where I first was exposed to the power of music combined with the gospel um, right there in Paducah. And I said, let's just go there. Let me call some friends. 
Let me just see if I can gather some people together. And maybe I hope all these things happen that are being talked about and I'll Mm -hmm. participate where I can, but I just, I want to make sure something happens, you know, as soon as I, as soon as it can. Um, Mm -hmm. And so called up uh, immediately thought of Ricky Skaggs. Ricky is, I call him my bluegrass big brother. Um, He is a Kentucky fella as well. And I grew up listening to Ricky's music and to think that, you know, I was texting with him yesterday about, about this, um, you know, this event. And it's just, it hit me again. You know, I'm uh, Ricky Skaggs phone number just popped up on my phone. You know, it's still not lost Mm -hmm. on me that I can't believe that I actually get to, you know, text with Ricky Skaggs, Mm -hmm. legendary hall of fame, you know, uh, country music hall of fame, musician, follower of Jesus, just incredible man, uh, that I've had the opportunity to make music with him have him record some of my songs recorded with him. And um, so I called him and of course, as I expected, he's like, well, let's do this brother. You know, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, and he had already, I know been with Franklin there mm-hmm. in Mayfield. And I didn't even know that he told me, he said, I've been there already once with Franklin and played a little bit of music. And so he said, I, I, I want to go back and, and uh, let's, let's do this together. And um, so incredible. he was my first call. And, uh, and then from there, I said, well, let's try to get some other fellas gathered together. And I'd love it if everybody could sort of have, you know, a little bit of that uh, bluegrass blood running in their veins. Some yeah, all Kentucky brothers. That would be so cool. Doesn't have to mm-hmm. be. But I started reaching out to guys I immediately thought of that are from Kentucky, Jason Crabb. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then I thought of Larry Stewart. I grew up with Larry. Larry's from Paducah, Kentucky, actually, as well. Oh. And uh, we grew up together. He went on to be the lead singer of Restless Heart country music uh, group. And uh, and we've sort of stayed in touch, hadn't seen each other for a long time. So reached out to him and he said, oh man, I've been wanting to do something so bad. So in a way, it's been a gift to all of us musicians yes. who want to do something, you know, and this is a chance for us to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is incredible. So thank you for your vision. And it has been neat to watch it happen so quickly and and to be able to, for you to share the stage with, yeah, some Kentucky born, um, yeah, Ricky Skaggs spent Christmas Eve service, you know, there in right. Mayfield to minister. So what a neat way, but just to have you would have been enough, you know, we're so mm. grateful, but to have such a uh, great group of artists, um, that are passionate about this, this state. Right. Um, so you mentioned, you know, you've been a, you've been a partner of Samaritan's Purse over the years. I know, I know a little bit about your involvement, but can you even share when you first got involved with Samaritan's Purse and, and you mentioned why you continue to partner, uh, yeah. what is, what has your ministry been over the years? Well, I, uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember, you know, the early days when, mm-hmm. um, well, my first, my first, um, invitation to, uh, be a part of Billy of, of one of Billy mm-hmm. Graham's crusades was 19, I'm going to say about 88, 30, probably 33 or four years ago. So um, just hard to believe, again, kind of, the, you know, like getting a phone call from Ricky Skaggs to get mm-hmm. a phone call to say, hey, uh, you know, could you come be a part of a, a Billy Graham crusade, sing before Billy Graham preaches? And uh, the first person I called was my grandmother when she was still alive in Paducah. And I said, Grandma, you're not going to believe this because she was the one that used to set me and my brother in front of Billy Graham Crusades every time they were on television. And we'd mm-hmm. go to watch the movies, you know, that that that, that his organization would put out. Um, and um, 
So she was so thrilled and so excited. I still had the mullet back in the day. So she said she, her biggest thing was now, are you, you are going to get your haircut for that. Uh, right. I mean, this is Reverend Billy Graham. Right? <laughs> so um, I unfortunately didn't. And the picture keeps popping up, you know, mm. all the time of me with this long flowing mullet, um, you know, on stage with Billy Graham. But I remember the mm-hmm. first time at one of his crusades, I'm sure it wasn't the first time for him, but the first time I remember him introducing his boy, Franklin to come up and, uh, and share a bit. And Franklin had his, his motorcycle jacket on and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I met Franklin for the first time. I remember hearing about Samaritan's purse and just the great work, uh, that it was already doing. And so I, I, ca- I honestly can't remember the first time I got involved. I know, um, one of the, one of several, um, because anytime, anyone from, you know, Billy Graham's organization or Franklin or Samaritan's Purse call, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. move heaven and earth and I want to be there. I'll do whatever I can because of the integrity. And that is what, you know, we, I say we as the church, um, as as Christians are so grateful for the work of, you know, all that, um, you know, that, that Billy Graham's organization and Franklin and Samaritan's Purse represent is integrity in our world, which is so desperate for, you know, integrity in, in particularly in uh, Christian uh, care. And it's the work we do with, with that you mentioned, you know, of, of adoption with our work mm-hmm. with Show Hope, you know, integrity is just at the very top of, you know, of the page of every page of let's, if we're going to do this, you know, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. we, we have to do this with integrity. And, and um, so knowing that about, um, about Franklin, about Samaritan's Purse. Um, I know several years ago, I when when the uh, hurricanes devastated mm-hmm. Houston and, and Texas uh, areas, I um, had the privilege then of partnering with mm-hmm. Samaritan's Purse. I had written a song uh, called "Till the Blue Returns to Your Sky" and and wrote it just watching the news coverage. And mm-hmm. you know, being so you know, my family and I, many know our story. Uh, devastating loss of our youngest daughter um, Mm -hmm. almost 14 years ago now, 13 years ago, 2008, um, in in a tragic accident. And so knowing that depth of just Mm -hmm. complete despair, when you feel like, I don't know if we're ever going to smile again. I don't know if life will ever be anything, but um, just, just feel hopeless. And um, if it'll ever, you know, if we're going to ever crawl out of this Mm -hmm. darkness and to have had people come around us and say, you know what, until that we, we believe that day is coming that Mm -hmm. we will taste and see, uh, the goodness of the Lord, not only when we finally get home, but that we're going to actually see Mm -hmm. the goodness of God in the Mm -hmm. land of the living as Psalms Mm -hmm. promises us that, um, you know, I believe that's what Samaritan's purse represents. They, Mm -hmm. they say, you know, we're going to come and in this place of darkness and hopelessness, we're going to show you the goodness of God here mm-hmm. in the land of the living, which is a broken place and mm-hmm. place filled with, you know, Jesus said in this world, we're going to have trouble. And that's why Samaritan's purse exists. It's why show mm-hmm. hope exists. Mm-hmm. We believe there's a day coming when, you know, the words of tragedy and pandemic and tornado and hurricane and grief and cancer and all those words, you know, orphan are going to be erased from our vocabulary. That Mm -hmm. is the hope of the gospel. Um, But until that day, 
Samaritan's Purse exists, mm-hmm. you know, obviously um, preaching to the choir, you know this, but, mm-hmm. you know, to, um, to say, you know, this is what the kingdom of God mm-hmm. that is coming looks like, you know, right now. Um, heaven in the real world, as a songwriter once said <laughs> yes. a few years ago, um, I wrote that song. And so, um, yeah, so every chance I get, mm-hmm. you know, I've partnered in and um, I know, you know, through the years we've been able to do, you know, several things together. Mm-hmm. Just, um, just grateful, grateful for that mm-hmm. opportunity to partner with you guys every, mm-hmm. every time I can. Well, we are so grateful. And yeah, you are the perfect person to minister to people after loss because mm-hmm. you're right. So many in Kentucky and, you know, they lost family members. I mean, there are especially, you know, Mayfield was hit really heavy. They've lost yes. loved ones and their homes. And you know what that's like to grieve that, you know, and to, I love Mary Beth's book. Um, I read it years ago, give it to so many people, but I, I thank you for being so authentic in your grief um, and in your struggle. But showing how the Lord worked in your crisis, you know, and he has truly uh, been a blessing. Uh, You've been a blessing. And I know this pain will never go away, uh, but you're showing people how to look to hope because I don't know how people do it without Jesus. So thank you for, yeah, this concert um, for you to be able to share. And yeah, you, you've kind of given hope and encouragement, but, but what would you say to people that are, they're just reeling and they're trying to rebuild, um, do you have any scriptures or anything that the Lord gave you in your time uh, to comfort and encourage people that might have lost everything? Yeah. Well, I, I actually read it this morning um, hmm. uh, again, because as we know, um, you know, we love to tell our stories, uh, especially, you know, in, in our Christian communities of victory and, you know, there, that was then, now I have the victory. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I am on this journey as we all are. And, and these kinds of, you know, devastation, trauma, all the things that it leaves behind for us, um, you know, tangibly. I mean, our, I, when we lost our daughter, it was shortly after. Um, well, it was actually, no, I'm sorry. It was only days before, um, it was May 21st of 2008. It was around May 13th or 14th. We had been in China. We were on our way home from China. Mm. We'd been there doing some ministry and some work. And we're on our way home when the earthquakes that devastated um, China. I mean, it was just massive loss of life and entire cities uh, just just disappeared, you know, just were, were devastated. And, and it was for us as we began to put just kind of sift through the rubble uh, of our own, what felt like a, a devastating earthquake to our, mm-hmm. to the landscape of our life and our family and, and all that we knew, um, you know, those things don't, you know, you rebuild, mm-hmm. um, as they are and you all are in the process of there, even in, uh, in, uh, in Kentucky, but you, you, you know, even as you sift through those ashes and the rubble, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you rebuild and, and new things come that, that loss and that uh, pain and the trauma and all from that uh, is is never gone mm-hmm. until heaven. And I was laying in bed this morning, um, needing desperately again myself the twenty third Psalm, and I was just mm-hmm. quoting it in my head. Have been the last several days, um, just in a, a season of heaviness, and and it was that that passage of even when. Um, we walk through 
the valley of the shadow of death, mm -hmm. uh, as um, some translations say it. I was reading several different translations, even just this morning, of when we walk through the darkest, deepest valley we can imagine, you know, as some of the different translations will put it, that valley that is unthinkable and, mm -hmm. and unbearable, as you said earlier, apart from the hope of, <laughs> you know, knowing that there is one who walks with us, who has walked it before, who, uh, who can see in the shadowed valley, who can see the way, who has already led the way, um, who, who is the way, you know, to know that that is the one who walks with us. You know, when we say God with us, um, God is with us and God is for us, you know, in, in those darkest places, that's, uh, you know, I say those things and we, we say them so, or at least I've, you know, being in, in the faith for so many years, it's, it's hard not to feel sometimes like we're just, let me just stick this bandaid on that mm -hmm. big open wound, you know, just, Hey, God's good. All the time, all the time, God is good, you know, are things that are so full of truth. And yet, you know, I, I'm just when you walk through the, this kind of devastation, you realize how you never want those things to sound like a cliche, like just a, you know, mm -hmm. let me just a, a bumper sticker, you know, hey, you know, let me just, God's, God's good, God's for you, God's with you. Um, having lived it at the depth that, that we have as a family, when I say it, it comes with, you know, with the experience of, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, having this conversation if it wasn't true. Um, mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean I always just have a great handle on it, even myself. Mm -hmm. There are moments where, okay, God, I believe, help my unbelief. But in that, in that journey, knowing that God, uh, as I guess, the, again, the simplest way is I wouldn't be able to sit here and have this conversation with you if it wasn't true that God is mm -hmm. with us and for us, even in the darkest shadowed valley, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that we're walking through. Um, and mm -hmm. so hopefully, you know, that's the encouragement that I can give both with my music and mm -hmm. Mary Beth and I, with our, with our lives, with our hearts that, you know, are still broken and will be until heaven, mm -hmm. but full of hope and, mm -hmm. and full of the promises of, that God's given us. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. It's so powerful. And, and finally to close, you know, we love your album, Deeper Roots. You know, you came back to your bluegrass roots and you sang with many of your family members, you know, and, and actually yeah. as you were talking, I thought of the song you sang with your dad, you know, I'd rather have Jesus, you know, yeah. that is the epitome of how you can go on with grief. And so talk to me about how special it was. Uh, you know, that was a special song to you. Uh, yeah to be able to record that with him and, and now to be able to sing it. And will he be traveling with you on your tour? Will he be able to sing with you on stage? I just have to know. Yeah. I talked to him last night. He's 82. He's <laughs> uh, dealing with some health things and his, his breathing and his, he's always, you know, I'm always talking to him. He still teaches guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. He still wow. has his music store. Uh, but he's like, I just get hoarse and I can't catch my breath mm -hmm. like I used to, and I can't sing, but I can get over this. As soon as I get over this, I'll be good. And I'm like, well, dad, I at 82, I don't know how much of, getting over this until heaven. But and he's like, I know, I know. But, uh, but I said, I, February 20th, I said, I need you to be there and I need you to come sing with me. And he said, all right, well, we got to practice. We got to practice. You know, he That's wants incredible. to make sure he can practice. But yes, I'm going to have my dad there. I told That's him, like, dad, you got to come, come do this with me. I'm gonna take my brother as well. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll, we'll sing some of those songs. Um, mm -hmm. and we've actually, 
had the chance to do that together several times since that recording. We've done the Grand Ole Opry, had him come out and do the Grand Ole Opry with Ricky mm-hmm. and uh, Ricky Skaggs and, and myself. <clears throat> and so um, they've met and, and uh, very, very special to get to sing with my dad. And that song, in fact, it was hard for us to record it because my dad kept breaking down trying mm-hmm. to sing it. He just kept crying. And because that song really means so much to him, um, Jesus really made a radical transformation in his life. And I was a young boy and our faith journey mm-hmm. all began around the time I was seven, eight years old. And um, so that song is very true for him. It really, mm-hmm. uh, there was a real transformation in in my whole family's life. And and that song was my grandmother's favorite song. And grandmother, mm-hmm. his mom gave us all a love for music. She went to be with Jesus at 99 years old. She was the one that sat me in front of the Billy Graham crusade when I was a boy. And so that song was sung at her funeral. And I think that's part why it's so partly why it's so emotional for my dad. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a special truth, a special song, obviously special song for, you know, the Billy Graham organization. Mm-hmm. I can still remember sitting there hearing, you know, our dear, dear friend, George Beverly Shay, um, you know, s- singing that song and, um, and, just, you know, what a, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. The album's incredible, especially singing with your, your boys, your daughter-in-law, your brother. I mean, it's just so special. So thank you for sharing it with us. And yeah. just finally to close, I know you have a busy day ahead of you. You're playing at the Grand Old Opry tonight. So we don't want to take any more of your time, but just finally, how can we be praying? Um, you know, first of all, you know, as you minister to Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. you know a lot of these people and their hearts and their heartbreak. How can yeah. we bring for them? But also for you, you have a busy tour coming up. You know, yeah. you'll be the next couple months uh, traveling the country. And, and so we're praying for your health and your stamina. But how can we be praying for your team as well? Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm in the process of actually writing and recording some new music. First time I've done that. Yay! Really, The Bluegrass album was the most recent and that's a few years ago, but mm-hmm. before that, and that was kind of a, you know, a, a separate thing I've always wanted to do, but it's been nine or 10 years since I've recorded a, a, an album of new music. And it's, great. it's always exciting time. It's always, you know, uh, as we all know, anytime we, you know, we, we strike out and say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm feel like God's given me some things to say and share Um, you know, there is a defeated yet real enemy that, you know, throws Mm -hmm. everything of discouragement and all of that. Um, now, you know, pandemics and everything else to, uh, you know, that we all are battling with in our own way. So thank you for asking. I mean, just anytime the Chapman's come to mind prayers for Mm -hmm. the work we do is show hope for wisdom in that the need is great, obviously Mm -hmm. in that work, um, going through transitions, trying to figure out, you know, as you guys are in, in, you know, ministry world, um, how do you navigate that through a pandemic and the impact that that is the impact that that's been on my ministry, you know, concerts being shut down for a season mm-hmm. and people still, you know, tentative about doing that. So that brings a lot of, you know, just questions and, and anxiety potential, mm-hmm. you know, with it. So just for peace and and uh, confidence in, you know, the fact that, that everything that I say are all the things that I'm usually just preaching to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, God is faithful. God is with us. You know, the things that I'm really good at encouraging everyone else uh, in, I think mm-hmm. just, you know, remembering that for myself, for my, for my family, for, for this season, you know, mm-hmm. even in, in our ministry and trusting God with that. Um, 
and yeah, just for, you know, for protection for our family, for, for wisdom, for, um, uh, again, for the work that we do is show hope such great need there. This pandemic has obviously left many more children without families and without mm-hmm. parents and continues to, you know, uh, devastate, you know, the lives of, of children. And so we want to keep, uh, you know, keep doing the work there that God's given us. And, um, so yeah, all of those, uh, all of the above, thank you for, for asking and, um, just, um, grateful for, for an opportunity to just keep, you know, it's, it's, uh, what a gift to, to get to have an opportunity to keep singing and speaking the truth because, Mm -hmm. you know, when we hear our own voice, sing it or say it or speak it, it encourages our own heart. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the opportunity Mm -hmm. to just remember with you, even this morning, Kristen, that these are, Mm -hmm. these are the ultimate truths. Yeah. We're, Mm -hmm. we're in a hard time and our world is, there's so much devastation and pain and, and suffering and hard heartache. Uh, and yet we know, um, where the story is going and we Mm -hmm. just got to keep remembering that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for encouraging us in our faith. And you truly are a beacon of light and hope. Thank you to your whole family. You guys are really great. So thank you for sharing your time with us. I know you have a busy day ahead of you, but, um, we look forward to the concert and your tour. All right. Thank you. Great to talk with you. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Stephen as much as I did. His humility before the Lord was inspiring. And and to know that even on the day of our interview, uh, he was in need of Psalm 23, just like so many of us need it today too. It reminded me that here on earth, we we will always have blessing and heartache simultaneously. There will be hard days where we're heavy and we need God's Word as an anchor. And that is why we have to cling to God's Word and not our circumstances. Um, And I loved the way that Stephen wanted to do this concert. He, in the midst of a jam-packed, busy tour season, he wanted to do the concert. And, And I was really impressed that he did it at the beginning. Even though his schedule's busy and time was tight, instead of waiting until his tour was over and tagging it on the end, he wanted to do it first and give his first fruits to the Lord. He knows how urgent the situation is, how how much Kentucky is hurting, and just that they need prayer and support in these communities. And I love the fact that he even sat down with me the morning of our interview. He was going to be performing that evening at the Grand Old Opry. So he has a jam-packed schedule, and yet he is going to Paducah, Kentucky on February 20th. And so I encourage you to try to go to that concert. Um, but if you can't, look on his website because he has so many shows all around the country through the month of April. So I encourage you to look up his schedule and go see him live. You will be encouraged. We will put his website in our show notes, but we'll also put their ministry, Show Hope. I encourage you, if you've never heard of it, to go to their website, hear what they're doing. Uh, they are working with adoptive families to help them with with grants and um, financially, but they do so much more than that. They they love and advocate for orphans. They uh, counsel. They're, they're just a wonderful organization, and so I encourage you to look them up, pray for them, support them if you can. Um, it's really been an encouragement to me in my own adoption journey. Um, and so, and as we closed, you know, he gave great ways to pray for him as he tours and, and the ministry that's ahead of him um, and also the state of Kentucky. 
Thanks so much for tuning in today. God bless you.